This is Chad the Mark and Canadian Biggie and Mr. Brown are out on vacation, but I got backup. We got Mongo. Mongo. He is back and we're ready to rock and roll. And we got an expression around here that we're going to do it live. We'll do it live. We'll do it live. Welcome, welcome, welcome back to the We Don't Know Sports Podcast. This is Chad the Mark with... Mongo. Ah, it's a little out of order for people. Yeah, we're skipping a few steps. Ah, and we, we did. Well, we skipped some people. We lost some people. They sleep them with the fishes. Oh. One of them is at the beach. I guess that's that's good enough. The other one went to North Dakota. Biggie went to North Dakota back to his almost Canadian home. Yeah. You ever been that far west or north? That far west? Yes. North? No. Uh, it's uh, that's much further north than I want to go. <laughs> it's a little, uh, little uh, anti-inhabitable. Um, I, I don't know. I can't think of the right word. Yeah, it's uh, not a. It's a hospitable, hospitable landscape. Yeah. Maybe. No. Oh yeah, we're in the middle of July and made it all the way up to sixty-eight degrees today. Uh, well, you know, it's a good place for teams like the Chicago Bears, the Green Bay Packers, Minnesota Vikings. They all they all started camp. Yeah. Uh, so we got, I got some NFL things I definitely want to talk about just because, you know, we got the Netflix series quarterbacks out, you know, I, I was able to sit through all of that and man, the, the running back world is on fire. Like it just keeps getting worse and worse. Oh um, yeah. Yeah. Where do you want to start? Um, we got marquee running backs, several, um, Barkley's one of the newest ones to this mix, but, uh, yeah, we got. Dalvin Cook just sitting out there. Nobody uh, signed him, right? Ezekiel, Ezekiel Elliott. No, they're just free agents. Yeah. I mean, we're talking about marquee running backs. Some of the if you're if you're drafting fantasy, these are guys that are going to be in your first round. There's a problem here, and I, I I want to side with the players, but there's a lot of me is is like, you know, what's the last team with the highest paid running back to win a Super Bowl? None. I mean, it doesn't happen. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, just the last few Super Bowl winners. Who have the running backs been? Well, the last one, who knows? There were several different running backs. Uh, Pachinko, uh, is that the guy? Yeah, throughout the year, he was he was in and out of the lineup as the starter. That's like a seventh-round draft pick. Like, he's not he, – that man will never get a payday. Yeah. Because yeah. they'll, they'll, they'll exercise all his rookie options, and for a running back, he'll be like 29 – They'll be like, you're dead to us now. Yeah, you don't exist. Because that's that's how it's working. We don't love you anymore. This all, You know where this all started? Um, a couple years ago, with Le'Veon Bell was like the first one that really kind of tried to buck the system because he was with Pittsburgh. And Pittsburgh notoriously will underpay players. And they, they, they always seem to know when to trade somebody at the right time. It mm-hmm. just seems to happen. But that being said, you know, they um, – Mm, I just completely derailed my train of thought. That's oh. all right. They, they, the, the that was the first time that Le'Veon Bell. At least it was probably around before yeah. that, but they brought awareness to the fact that running backs that were also receivers that the pay was lower than a lot of other players. You sent out a a meme about uh, the the pay between Barkley and oh, it was the. Barkley, are you talking about the one with the kickers? Yeah, Tucker and yeah, the average kicker makes more than the average running back. But you know, there's running backs that only play on special teams. You know, there's so it, it can be slated a little bit, I guess. But 
you know, I think running backs probably ought to get paid a little bit more, but I also understand that that shelf life for the position is so short. Like, that's why Zeke and Dalvin Cook are out there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, they they would rather just not pay a running back that's going to get banged up and injured and may not be there for 17 games. Well, I'll just go get a rookie that's got less miles on the tire and see how that works. Yeah, I mean, they... They've they've got they're wanting like four year contracts when they got two good years left. They're at that point in their careers. Like who's the last ones to get paid? Mm, uh, and don't say Lamar. Leonard Fournette, <laughs> I think he got paid, and that what? didn't go go so well. I could be wrong. Like because you got Jacobs is in his situation right now. Yeah, Josh Jacobs. I forgot is, about Josh Jacobs. Josh Jacobs is out there. Um, it's funny, Joe Mixon was going to be uh, needing to restructure a deal, and they, he said he was going to do that. I think after he had a couple off-the-field incidents and whatnot, and he's seeing the running back market out there, he's like, maybe yeah, I'm a team player, guys. <laughs> Let's go ahead and rework that deal because he's more likely to do that with the hometown discount than he is. He, does he want to be on the free agent market if those guys can't get a job? I, I feel like in a, with football, people take less money, the teams do better. I think. Well, that's that's the Tom Brady thing in the Patriots because he always took less money, you know. Now it helps when you have a a millionaire supermodel wife at the time, but you know they, they never were paying Tom Brady top money. There was always a quarterback getting paid more money. So I mean, you're right. When you're not over committing to a position, it helps. But I mean, I I can't think of any of those running backs though. That are like, remember Todd Gurley? Oh yeah, like they, and then he got paid, and then they were like, "Nope, I don't even know if he's thirty yet." Well, he's out of the league. Yeah, it has been. This is an MVP, or did he win MVP? He should have won MVP. Uh, he was up there. He was in the running. He man, he had that two year window where he was a he was almost the face of the league. He was so good, and and that's it. Yeah, yeah. Adrian Peterson's still out there somewhere. Is, is he still trying to play? I think he's still trying to play and box. I mean, why not? <laughs> I mean, he's with children? Multiple children. Because <laughs> he, he's, mu- he's, he's done that before. Yeah. Box with kids. He got in trouble. For oh, yeah. Yeah. He, just, he, tried, <laughs> he decided to try adults this time. Uh, I, all these athletes, though. Just don't Nate Robinson. That's Don't fight Jake Paul. Like, hey, you're stupid for taking those fights. This guy's like training to be a boxer for for a living. You know, and he and these athletes, Nate Robinson goes to fight him, gets knocked out. Like, you can't. can't he got paid. That. I'm sure he got paid. Yeah, but like, don't be out there trying to act like you're having some career with this, you know, unless you're serious. But I don't know. That's I'm glad a a all day is still out there trying to get paid. Yeah, you know? AD uh, AP Adrian <laughs> Peterson, the first he was but, the first round pick, like the first pick for probably more years than any other player I can remember in fantasy football. Yeah, he was the man. Yeah, like for, it, it didn't matter to like because he was good. I, he didn't catch a lot, but like he was like the Derrick Henry version. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. He, he was like, but those guys, like Henry's getting paid. Are the Titans ever going to win a playoff game? They've got a good shot, I feel like. You, you think so? If Derrick Henry's on the team, but how much longer can he be at that level? I mean, he's getting up there too. Yeah, they got D-Hop now. 
Yeah. Look out. Yeah. Only need somebody to throw to him. Man, and- I think he likes when he doesn't have somebody. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe maybe then he feels like he can just command the ball all the time. He's pushing over these quarterbacks. We're, we're going to talk about quarterbacks here in a second. but So, I, I guess, all in all, if I had to wrap up the running back situation, I, I feel like they might be a little underpaid. Don't get me wrong, but I don't think them holding out and saying they're not going to play is going to work because I, I think they literally will just go out and find another athletic guy that can, they can put in there at running back, and they're good. Or do you disagree with that? Yeah, yeah, I, I, I'm with you. I feel like, I feel like they're not getting paid enough, honestly, compared to the other players. And if you look at it, their marketing value, you're gonna. I think, from what I've noticed, I've seen running backs and commercials more than offensive linemen that make more than them, uh, <laughs> more than, uh, more than any other player on the team. You got quarterbacks, and then I think you see running backs just past that. In commercials. Yeah. I mean, they, hey, so that's good for them. At least they get more, you know, sponsorship stuff, you know. Yeah. Get, get your money. But they put, they put people in the stands. Their value in marketing, I feel like, is brought on by their play in the NFL. When you have these marquee running backs, you're right. Where they're paying based on, based on their performance and not really what that player's marketing value is. Like, dude, people still love Marshawn Lynch, you know? Yeah. Like, he he was that – he's their guy. He's a thing. Yeah, I mean, I know what you're saying. But the teams – like, even if, if every starting running back banded together and set out this year, I don't think it would matter. I, I think it would hurt him more with the bad publicity than it would how they would actually approach it. Yeah. If it wasn't the PR nightmare, I think the NFL would just be like, fine – We'll go sign some of these guys out of the USFL or XFL or whatever. And they they'll just, be happy to take it. Yeah. They were paying, they were playing for 70 grand. Yeah. I think it's, I saw now, something now about that. Now they're getting 700,000. You yeah. know, wouldn't that be better? So the owners still got, all, almost all the owners still got the power. I did want to talk about one thing before we get into quarterbacks. If you're a Washington Commanders fan, how excited are you today that Dan Snyder has officially sold the team? I think as a as a Reds uh, Commanders uh, fan, Commanders fan, racist. The art art is formerly known as the Redskins. I feel like as a fan of that team, you've got to be excited after seeing all the bad, not just the bad PR. There's there's debates about that whether it was a setup, but as far as the Amount of bad contracts. Albert Hainsworth. That one sticks out. <laughs> I forgot to me. about They Hainsworth. signed him to the. I mean, he they they set the mark for defensive lineman with that contract, and he did nothing. That guy was a menace. Yeah, he was a bad guy. Well, I feel like the Commanders had a track record of that for quite some time. It's been quite some time since the era of Daryl Green. Ah. Uh, uh. That's an underrated cornerback, by the way. I will bring him up every chance I get. He slept on. But, all right, so I saw this just now as we're talking about this. Commanders Dan Snyder fined $60 million over findings and investigations. So he gets fined $60 million on his way out. That's today. That just happened. So they're going to take it out of the cell of the team, I guess. But I guess during the process that got revealed that that was going on. That $60 million fine. Is that the biggest? I, there's nothing even touches it. 
Not in the NFL. Uh, but you know what? They say he paid like $900 million or something like that. And they're selling it for $5 billion. He's made his money. He, he's doing okay. Stay in school, kids, and learn how to own a sports franchise or maybe marry into it because there's money to be had there. You can run it however you want and still walk away with money. Isn't that how your bears are run? Isn't yeah. it still family? They're just winging it. <laughs> there's no strategy. Who's the owner of the bears now? Your your guess is as good as mine. Is it a Hallis, though? I believe it still is. I think is. it's like a Hallis great-granddaughter or something. Yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> oh, All right. So I got a chance to watch the Netflix special Quarterbacks produced by Peyton Manning. I know you just started it. Just started it. I'm through the first episode. I've gotten to see, you know, the main characters. Kirk Cousins has probably been the most interesting so far. I think you're with me on that one. I, I could go on and on about it, but it's Kirk Cousins, Mahomes, and um, Marcus Mariota. Which, that one surprised me as they're going through them. But I like the mix, though. You know, like, that's that's a guy barely hanging on. Like, that's an interesting story. So they've got top, middle, and, and bottom. I will say, though, out of the three, Mariota had the least amount of charisma for me. He did. Like, he just he did. didn't. Didn't come across great. Like you, not saying he's a bad guy. Just I was more interested in Mahomes, and you know, I think Brittany Mahomes might have came out looking a little better uh, after this. You think so? I I got not gotten as far into it as you. Yeah, have. I mean, not nothing crazy, but like you can tell, she's all in it for Patrick, and that's it was different, and with the kids and them doing stuff, and and again, one of the things that stood out to me. Like I said, I loved Cousins. Mahomes, you know, I can't love him because I'm a Bengals guy and they, they broke my heart here. Oh. But, uh, you know, he's you still see the work these guys put in. Like, it's it's amazing. There's one episode that it's just them reciting, you know, their playbook. And it's it's just Greek. It's, it's nonsense words. And they're all just doing it so casually. But throughout the show, you see them doing the, the different study cards and even having their wives or girlfriend or whatever helping them through that. And then, you know, they're they're at practice, they're doing rehab, they're getting recovery, then they're doing training. Like it's it's nonstop. Not it not to mention the off the field weight. I mean, if you if you talk about a guy like Kirk Cousins, there's is there a more question starter in the NFL right now for a guy that's produced? Man, the way their season ended was he threw I don't know if you remember. In the playoffs, yeah, he threw short of the sticks. It was yeah. a completion, but they didn't get the first down. Right, right. And dude, it, it weighs on him. Yeah, I mean, he, he'll tell you in the doc, it's a, it's the worst loss of his career. But like, he remembers and he can tell you the three plays on why they lost, and he owns two of them. But as you're watching the whole thing, cousins, like usually when something bad happens. Like somebody's apologizing, and like I remember watching. It's like, why'd Kirk do that? And then you know you're hearing the receiver like, man, I'm bad. My bad. I lined up in the wrong spot. Like it's not everything you see, and that's the other thing you come away with watching this is if you don't realize how much of a production and effort and energy goes into just each game. I mean, it's crazy. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, the- just even like the the person responsible doing the tablets and getting them out so people can review the drive that just happened, like all in real time. It's- I root for a guy like Kirk Cousins. I feel like it's 
there's there's a point at which you see somebody take off in their career. And a lot of people were hoping that he hits the next level this year, especially after seeing his documentary. But there's there, I think there's a point that you've you've gone as far as you can as far as the trajectory trajectory we're doing good with words yeah words are great trajectory of of his career and 10,000 hours it's made famous by Malcolm Gladwell the book outliers um it was it, Anders Ericsson came up with it um, if that's not a more Viking sounding name, it referring is very, to Cousins. Where, where are you coming up with this today, Mongo? Yeah. Come on. So 10,000 hours is this rule where anything that you do for 10,000 hours, whether it be play guitar, play drums, play football, whatever it might be, your point you reach 10,000 hours, you become an expert. Um, for somebody that's played four years of high school, um, three, four years of college, and on to the NFL, that's uh, approximately 1,200 hours by the time you get out of high school. Add 2,000 more to that during college, and then that's 2,000 for you're talking eight years of your life. NFL was probably 2,500 hours a, a year. year. Yeah, so so you're saying by the time you're on like year five, you're hitting that benchmark for the most part. You you cross it over in year three, and really that's okay. what you see. You'll you'll see a, a quarterback coming in the NFL, maybe have that great rookie season, and then the sophomore slump. Sophomore slump, and then they take off. Mm. Now, youth football, you know, that's – Maybe that factors into this as well. We're talking about Kirk Cousins here, and he's he's thirty four years old. Yeah, he's past that point. So he's he's already passed it. But what we learned in the doc is how much of an impact it can be when you're in the system for the first time. It's not your normal system. You're learning a new offense, and you could see it get better throughout the season. But a couple things I forgot about the Vikings last year: the big comeback they had that was the NFL record, and just you know how how close every game is like, you know, we do NFL picks in the, in during the season, our, our stone cold lead pipe locks. And it's, you get those three and a half point spreads. They piss you off. You don't know how to go. And like going back and reliving this with these guys, you saw how close everything was just margins of, you know, razor blades, just so, so small. A lot of the games are overtime. I mean, it's incredible, but you know, you came away feeling like, um, Cousins was a warrior because he battled and he was getting blasted. I didn't know he was the most sack quarterback last year. I didn't know that. I didn't know that either. Um, but uh, he stands in there and takes it like a champ. Mahomes uh, is a professional, and I, you you just started, so you haven't got to the stuff with him and Max Crosby yet. I have not. I mean, I I just saw where uh, Brittany she's pregnant. They're taking pictures together, and she's like, "Oh, Kermie." <laughs> yep. Yeah. <laughs> you go anywhere else with that? That's where I'm stopping right That's there. where you're at. All yeah. right, so that was the peak of your watching so far. So uh, there's a part where Crosby, you know, he's taking some liberties. He got called for a couple penalties. Um, you know, he's kind of tugging and grabbing. And then just one play, you know, finally with Mahomes, you know, Crosby just kind of gave him an open jab, like nothing bad. It was like an open hand, like thrust or push to like the chest. 10 seconds after he threw it, you know? Yeah. And 
Mahomes was like, it just sent him off. He's like, that was enough. You, you've been driving me crazy with this. And he goes after him. And they go face-to-face, and he's yelling. He's just like, I'm here. I'm here. And he's, he's a lot more colorful of the language as it goes. But yeah. you don't think of Mahomes as that guy. But I'm telling you, you, you don't piss him off. Like, and that's what happened. They were the Raiders were up by like two scores, and then they they rattled the cage. And Mahomes, he is him. Like, he's that guy. I know people don't want to anoint him. And and I hate doing it too. Like, it's such a team game. I get all that. But like Mahomes is doing things that nobody else does. And he is that leader. He like in that situation, they're down. All they do is rile him up, rile the whole team up, and they come back and win the game. He's the he's the face of the league right now. If he continues doing what he's doing, I feel like there's a debate with Tom Brady of whether he's the greatest or not. Or was whether, he in the greatest system? Or yeah. The, I hate saying system, but he had the best coach. They had the best game style, plan, philosophy, whatever you want to say. Uh, I don't think Mahomes finishes his career with Andy Reid. I'm just being realistic. And we already have questions about, like, the enemy. You yeah. Know, he, well, he's yeah. gone. He's but, gone. Like, but he wouldn't be a guy that they'd bring back, you wouldn't think. Doesn't seem to be. Uh, I mean, we'll see how he does. Where is he, at Washington? Yes. What a mess. Like, he had to leave. That, But, like, Reed's, what, 70? Late 60s, somewhere around there, I'd imagine. Uh, let me look that up. But, so, but you're right. He's not going to be there. Um but they've already, but we already said like, well, how they're going to win without Tyree Kill? Yeah, and yeah. Then, and then there they go, sixty-five years old. Sixty-five, man. But but let's be honest, Andy Reid is not a picture of physical fitness. No, no. I do. He, what's the meme? He's the guy. The you know company uh, meeting, and they see the box of donuts, and he's like, "Don't mind if I do." Oh, that's, and- that's Andy Reid. Yeah, in a nutshell, but. He made a great airplane commercial. I feel like he... Uh, Is that the one they were drawing on his face or something? Yeah, he was drawing on other people's faces. Yeah. Good for you having a sense of humor. Yeah. I will say, um, whenever Mahomes had that high ankle sprain, mm-hmm. Andy Reid immediately is like, you're, you're coming out. And like, I saw Mahomes that. is yeah. fighting him on it. He's just like, nah, it's it's you're, you're sitting down. And they're just like, go get checked out, go get x-rayed. And you're just, I wonder why they don't ever just take his helmet from him. But, you know, they're... That's the game where uh, Chad Henney had the uh, like ninety-eight yard touchdown drive or whatever. Oh yeah, like he looked great. What's the odds of that? Like you got Mahomes, he's that guy, and then just your backup happens to be able to come in and just like not drop off. No, I'm not saying he could do that for a long period of no, time. No, no, he can come in for a game or two. But you know, he uh, Brady. I feel like there's an argument with whether he's the greatest or not. But Mahomes, if he continues on this path. I'm not going to try to say trajectory again. If he continues on this path, I I think everybody calls him the GOAT. Uh, I mean, what if he wins Super Bowl this year? Is that enough to start kind of cementing that? It is. Is he a Hall of Famer already? Yes. Really? Yeah. I don't know. He's been to four AFC Championship games and two Super Bowls. Hmm. That's, uh, that's a lot in a young career. It is. He's also well past... I get that the league's different. How they cover receivers is different than it used to be. Uh, but nobody can do what he's doing. And he's still getting hit. He's not getting – I don't think he's getting the calls that maybe somebody like a Brady would. But uh, he's still just performing at such a high level now. 
Do you think um, his brother doing TikTok videos hurts it? Why don't mm. you do more TikTok videos for us? Me? Yeah. How about one? I'll start. I've not never done a TikTok video. I'll start with one. I mean, I you know our audience demo. You know, we're typically like middle aged guys. They they're on TikTok. Yeah. Don't don't yeah. let them think they're not. But are they making TikToks? Mm, probably not. I think it's just creep everybody. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> just keep swiping through, liking certain ones. They're trying to get that algorithm, man. Get that feed established. You know, it's gotta gotta be full of thirst traps. Oh. I think Brittany did before this. I'm looking forward to seeing your take on it, but I feel like she kind of, the media made him look worse because of her. So I'm looking forward to a turn on that. I mean, not, I'm not saying it will or won't, but you realize that, you know, she, they, they've known each other their whole lives. I saw that. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't know that going into it. She rejected him. Yeah. Yeah. He chased her down. And once he got her, like they've, They've been together forever. Yeah, since um, middle school. So they're uh, and and you can tell like she's all in, like she's she sports him and everything. I mean, of course you're going to. He's the guy that's making all the you know yeah dinero yeah. yeah. Uh, but I don't know. I, not as annoying as I thought. And I think they conveniently did their best not to ever show his brother other than just in the background. Yeah, never. <laughs> So, so if you had to pick three quarterbacks for the uh, documentary, uh, if you were going into this year, like what three would you want to observe for this year? Yeah, if we're looking at the top of the the top. I want to see Aaron Rodgers. I want to see him doing whatever, whatever hallucinogenic. There's no, we're not going to be privy to that. That will never happen. That's true. He would never sign up. That's for why that. you want it, but you want it because you know you can't have it. It's impossible. <laughs> It's, it's we could have been in the we could have been in the darkness. We so talking about middle middle of the pack quarterbacks. Okay, I got it. My top. I want to see <laughs> Jalen Hurts. That's that could be a good one. Yeah. Um, bottom. Let's see who do we have that's like maybe their last year. Last. Shot. That's why I said I, on social media. I said Baker Mayfield. Yeah, and he could get a shot in Tampa. Like that's that'd be interesting. That'd be the bottom. That'd be the Marcus Mariota with ba- a little more personality. Baker Mayfield just got this weird ceiling that allows him to be really good in situations where he's not supposed to, but doesn't seem like to be a guy that you could win with ever long term. And I feel like that middle of the pack, Derek Carr. Derek Carr. See, I, I personally thought Geno Smith's story was good. Well, yeah, I. Geno Smith. But I, you know who we should have said? Why didn't we say Jimmy Garofalo? Yeah. Oh, my God. Let's, yeah. let's let, We don't have to have married men's lives that we're following. Let's get Jimmy G in the power you've of got porn. A, you've got maybe the best point I've heard in quite some Man. time. <laughs> and Biggie and Mr. Brown are here to hear it. No, no. That's disappointing. The Raiders fan, isn't That's he? All right. Our producer, Eddie's here, though. Eddie, I had a really good joke just now. He doesn't care. Um, that's all right. Last thing I got on NFL. <laughs> did you see anything about the Jim Ursay collection? You know what I'm talking about? I did. I did. So Jim Ursay, owner of the Colts, was offered a billion dollars for his sports collection. And he refused. So did you see what he has? Uh, who was the, he had somebody's belt. 
He's got Muhammad Ali's belt from the Rumble in the Jungle. Yeah. Against George Foreman. Yeah. How much do you think that could bring in just by itself? I looked it up. That by itself, they thought it would be like $3 million. Just $3 million. Yeah. When you're talking about a billion. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe I did. Maybe I looked up something else. I'm getting confused. So I'll come back to that. But, what um, was the biggest item you can remember in his sports uh, collection? Well, I was trying to pull it up here. And I know he's got musical items too. So that's the thing. It's not just sports, I guess. Like he's got a bass drum from the Beatles. He's got a Pink Floyd guitar. Um, I mean, he's just. He's got the bass drum from the Beatles was used on the Ed Sullivan show. That's priced at $2 million. Uh, there's some of this. I'm surprised. It kind of feels like it would be more. He's got a 200-year-old copy of the Declaration of Independence. It's Nick Cage. That's what this is. <laughs> this guy is a national treasure. Oh, what else has he got? He's got the saddle used um, by the jockey on Secretariat. Wow. During the triple crap. How do you find... How do you even track this stuff down? I'd love to see his jersey collection. He's probably got a signed jersey collection. He's probably got like, I bet he's got like bodily fluids from Peyton Manning. Yeah. You know he does. Yeah. What this, is this? What is this? He's got, this is a hat of some kind. And here we have Johnny Unitas's kidney. Oh, he's got John Connolly. He's got a hat. Former Texas Governor John Connolly was going to give President JFK in 1963, but he was assassinated before their meeting. Mm, same day. Hmm. He's got the hat. Jim Ursay's everywhere. The Ali belt. I don't know how much he paid for it. But that's insane. Like, could you imagine having that much money and just being able to buy? Like, I wonder if he's got any living people as like trophies. Imagine having enough money to turn down a billion dollars. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm good. Yeah, this stuff means more to me than a billion dollars. Yeah. Like, we're parents, right? Yeah. Like, if it was your kid and they it, said a billion? It's close. I mean, it's, I'm thinking you about can't it. put a price on your kids. Yeah. Or can you? Yeah, I think. <laughs> Maybe we should have started with pets. <laughs> easier. Uh, that would have been easier. No, I don't want to get to the things I care about. <laughs> it's it's going to a dark place. Oh, last last thing. Did you see um, the Cleveland Browns' new uniforms and the Seattle Seahawks are breaking out the throwback? I I did saw the Cleveland. I saw the Cleveland Browns had an all white uniform. Trying to copy the Bengals. Yeah, I didn't even recognize them. That's stupid. Yeah. You know what would be cool, though, is if their helmet decal was their logo, which is just a picture of the helmet. I think it's funny how much they see. They show the color orange like they really don't want to be brown. They wish they were the oranges. <laughs> it is orange. Yeah. I'm colorblind. I know it's not brown. It's orange. Yeah. They like the stripe on the helmet. It's it's white and orange. Mm, no, it's got, it's got some brown on that. Maybe. It surrounds the white. Maybe. I think so. But why why do they need to do a whiteout? They don't need that. No. Nobody was asking for that. No. There's yeah. there's a few teams that I don't think it, the Jets, maybe they'd be all right in a whiteout. I think I've seen it before. It's yeah, an old I mean they already have a white helmet, so that's not yeah. even changing anything. I get the people. it's not everybody like the snow tiger. I get it. But 
Anyway, uh, what about the Seahawks throwback? Like the old Chris Warren, um, who was our quarter? Dave Craig, was he up there for a while? I can't remember. There's been, uh, let's see, before Matt Hasselback. Yeah. A long line of people. Yeah, I mean, just a bunch of nobodies. Yeah. John Kitna. Warren Moon, was he a I was going to say that. I was in, in my head thinking Warren Moon. I was like, man, I don't want to disrespect the man. But I think he was. <laughs> the fact that you said it, too. But uh, I, I kind of like the uh, those those seventies, eighties, early nineties looking Seahawks. Yeah, who's got? Are they your favorite throwback uniform? Mm, I don't know if I have a favorite. I just know my least favorite is that stupid prison outfit that the Steelers wear. Yeah, that's probably the least. That's down at the bottom. That's terrible. That's up there with Maryland college football jerseys. That's it's so bad. But if I had a favorite, um, I don't know. I don't really know. I. There's probably not a more a team that's been least changed than the Bears. It's pretty much the same uniform that took a bear off the helmet and put a C on. Yep, yep. Do you, you, you wish it was the bear? Uh, either way, I'm good. Do you like the classic You know scene? how I feel about bears. I was so insulted because I used to have the Cincinnati Reds hat. <laughs> and uh, it was grayed out for the logo and everybody thought it was a bear's hat all the time. And it oh. just, it, We'd have guests come on the show and... Speaking of, we got a lot of guests lined up. That's exciting. That's exciting. We're going to talk about that here in a minute, but I'm uh, I'm ready for a potty break. That's enough football. We'll be right back. All right, man. I feel a little better coming back. It took me about ten thousand hours, but are we good? You think, yeah. You, you said you felt bad about that. Don't feel bad. Well, you know, I didn't. I didn't make my point. <laughs> but. Uh, it I'm a like, Bears fan, so I got to bring it back to Mitchell Trubisky. Mitchell Trubisky. Yes. <laughs> he, so they took a player after one year as a starter. When you do that, um, it usually doesn't work out. So now I think we have the same situation with the Colts. What do you mean with the Colts? Well, he was only a one-year starter at Florida. Oh, well, that's true. You're right. You're right. It doesn't work. I don't think anybody's excited about it. But anyway, we're trying to look up the Jim. It takes us 10,000 hours to look up the Jim Irsay collection. That he takes on tour. I didn't know this guy was living like a rock star life. Yeah. Yeah. He's rocking out with guitars, drum sets of the Beatles. Like he's playing on Jimmy Page's guitar. Like it's yeah. not even talking about the sports stuff. I didn't realize he was like into this rock and roll stuff and. He's got, you said, a, the like the search for the guy who shot Lincoln newsletter or something? Yeah, or? the newspaper offering a reward for information on the guy who shot Lincoln. He's a uh, $100 reward. What do you think Jim Irsay's worth? Like, total worth? Yeah, because it's turned out a billion. I, I, I didn't even think about that. Alone, I'm going to, I'm going to say... That team is not as worth as much as the Commanders. Would you say they're more worth more or less than the Commanders? I would say they're worth less because uh, Washington's always been a big one. Uh, I looked; he's worth three point nine billion. So, so that would put it less than the than the Commanders. Yeah, that's probably not counting the sale of the Colts or anything, though. I don't know. That might just be what he. Maybe it is, but that's still I'd take four billion. It's not bad. Yeah, I'd be all right with that. Oh. So uh, I got I got some 
just trivial news and notes and some things like that. I do want to just mention, you know, Mr. Brown went down south, went to a Braves game. We had, uh, I think it was Monday, Monday or Tuesday, there was more 10-run teams than there ever has been, or at least since like the 1800s. Like when you can't even track, I mean, what was happening that well back then, but uh, I know the game he went to, I think it was 15 to 12. I mean, it was... Why do you think that is? Like, or do you feel like pitching know. has gone downhill, that there's not as many? It was just a random occurrence, I think. I, I think you're coming out of the All-Star break and people were just getting back in routines and maybe you just had a, a weird off day and, and not everybody's ace was out there, but... There was uh, 140 years. It's time to break a record. Yeah, that's the thing about baseball. It's so ridiculous. You can go 100 years and something lasts, and then just on a random, you know, midweek night in July, it's all over. Just like that. That's it. It's all it took. Corbin Carroll, um, that one. Yeah, so what happened in that exactly? He was um, was on first, or no? He struck out, but he turned it into a stolen base, and... Uh, the catcher was ready, but he he was ready because he knew how fast Corbin was, and he still made it. It was a it was a bad throw. Um, they couldn't make the catch. He ended up all the way around to third base. He got a triple got a out triple of a strikeout. Out of the, correct. The the amazing thing about that 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 guy's like twenty three years old, and you're getting all this talk about these other players out there, and nobody's talking about him, and he's a freaking stud. He, 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 the speed impressed me. It's like I would like to see him compared to some athletes in other sports. Like, I think, I think maybe being on the Diamondbacks, you're just not getting that pub. You know what I mean? I, but like, Dela Cruz for Cincinnati, it's small market, but he, like, he'll make a relay throw, and next thing you know, they're showing it on Sports Center or something. So he's bigger uh, than what I realized. As far as like height, yeah, yeah, he's a, he's like six five. I he, I saw a picture of him next to Pete Rose, and he looked a lot taller than that. Yeah, they, well, Pete Rose wasn't the tallest of guys either. He's more like a bowling ball. Yeah, but uh, the the game today uh, again, just random stuff happens. He had a relay throw from short to home at ninety nine point eight miles per hour, and like they threw, they got the guy out. Like it was, it was crazy. So, I like, that stuff just keeps happening all the time. So, anyway, baseball's in a good spot. I saw something where they said attendance was up, like, 12% um, with all the rule changes and whatnot. Like, apparently, people wanted to go back. Or maybe we still had a post-COVID hangover. I don't know. Yeah, that could be. Um, people were hungry for I, I remember the draft, the NFL draft, was one of the most watched sporting events <laughs> during COVID. I I mean, when it was everybody on their kitchen table, Bill Belichick's in there with these dog drafting people. Yeah. So it might be, <laughs> it might be still something from that where people were just so hungry for it to get back out there. It's just, they're just, they're back now. So, I mean, it's good. And I think the game's good. It's been more watchable for uh, your casual fan. Your baseball diehards are going to watch no matter what, but you know, when you're making the games more exciting for the casual fan to pick it up, and you're doing something right. Um, I want to talk about a couple of things that are just odd. We didn't get a chance to talk about the American Gladiators documentary. Uh, did you get a chance to watch it? I'm I'm aware of it. I know that they, they didn't make anything. Yeah, they pretty much just ripped these people off completely. And would you be surprised that half of them were on steroids and maybe all of them? And, it's shocking. I mean, you know, just... It's a, 
and that there wasn't a lot of really good safety procedures in place before they started. No, and so they're they're dealt, they have no knees or their backs are all jacked up. I mean, they seem to be doing all right now, but like that first season, they'd bring these people up and like they would try to they would shoot what people didn't see on television is they're shooting two weeks worth in one day. So, or two months worth of episodes. Like they do, in one day. Yeah, in one day. So by the time you're getting to like the semifinals or whatever, the gladiators are torched. They're done. Yeah. They, they begin their ass beat by some of these contenders. I mean, they're, they're just wore out. So they, they, they only had like six gladiators starting out. So whenever they got into like the second season, third season, like, you know, maybe we need to go like eight or 10, give some rotation here. But then they took it on the road and they made some money because they were on the road and they were like selling out arenas, man. Like that was a traveling circus. Yeah. It wasn't Cirque du Soleil. It was American Gladiators. It was a real circus. A Coming man to your circus. town. Well, they had women too. Yeah. Yeah. Did you have a favorite event in American Gladiators? No. You? Yeah. The Assault. Yeah. It's the one where they had the big tennis ball cannon. Oh, yeah. I just want to shoot that. They had like those super... They look, As a kid watching at the time, the goal was they had to hit the target above the, the shooter. And they would give them like these rocket launcher looking things. Do you remember this? Oh, yeah. And they looked like glorified Nerf weapons. So as a kid, you know, might be eight or nine years old, all I can do is play with Nerf guns, right? I see those things. I'm like, could you imagine shooting that rocket launcher at Kevin? That'd, that'd fuck him up. You know, I mean, it's that's what I saw. So how many hours? We're talking like all day long, every day for a month or for a day. No, what I'm saying is they're shooting it. In a day, but they're just, they're going nonstop. All they're, day. Well, they, they'll do like two months in two weeks. So in two weeks, you're doing show after show after show. It's not like they did one show and then left. They pulled people out of the, the theme park at Universal Studios and filed them in there. And they'd be there for like 12, 16 hours doing these events. So we saw as a half hour TV show, these guys are just doing <laughs> They're doing the damn joust like 12 times today. Killing themselves. Yes. Like, so, like, by the time you got to, like, the latter part of the season, this is, like, two weeks of just murdering each other. Yeah, they're they're done. And sometimes you might see a new gladiator in a new episode. That's because somebody's on the shelf. You don't have a favorite event, though. No. I'm, How? But I'm, 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 what I'm thinking of is... Uh, how much booger sugar maybe had to been consumed during the making I'm, I'm, of that? I'm, there was a lot. They liked it. Yeah, yeah. They they talk about it. Okay. Yeah, it's it's good times. Yeah, I haven't seen it yet, but I already had that assumption. Especially when they're uh, on the road. You yeah, know, you can't put a bunch of twenty somethings that are all jacked up on testosterone. Yeah, and uh, yeah. expect nothing to happen. I'm but, sure it all went well. It was it was a fun watch. It was only like four or five episodes, I think. I'm going to check it out. It was pretty good, but. Uh, yeah, they they uh they walked out on it at the end. They're like, you know, we're you're not paying us, so we're gonna quit and they're like, All right, and they did what the NFL is about to do to running backs. They just found some more running backs. Yeah. So they if American gladiators have taught you nothing, NFL players, running backs, learn that. Save yourself some trouble. Uh do you know who Mantar is? No. You know, it's a wrestler. Yeah. You know yeah. what you know I'm talking about? Yeah, now? yeah, yeah. He passed away. No way. I mean, he was 
He was half man, half tar. <laughs> well, he was a minotaur, but yeah. he was a mantar. Yeah. It was like the reverse. I see what you did there. <laughs> you like that? Yeah, yeah. It was like a reverse mermaid. Yeah. Except not a fish, a, a steer of some type. Yeah. The bottom half is a motorcycle. Well, not quite. Okay. But uh, it was the legs. And then he just can't. Could you imagine wrestling in that? No. No, I couldn't. Those are, you come out with a giant mascot head, and you're just going to wear it the whole time because you're a mantar. That's almost as bad as the abominable snowman. That sounds like a good costume for the draft. The mantar? Yeah. Mm, I don't know. I'd probably, I, You know, at Disney, if you throw up in those, they just fire you. You got to think. So It's going to be hot. When they're throwing you through the table, you're going to wrestle as a mantar. I'm not, well... He doesn't have a very memorable career, so I don't think I want to embody that. No. That's uh, I'm not it's just not happening. All right, how about this news? Did you see that there's a serial killer they found in Long Island? Yeah. Yeah, he's uh, been at it a long time. Like non victims they know of? Yeah. And really the profile <laughs> somebody that's just a part of society, uh, making probably great money as an architect. But he had like nine burner phones. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like wh- I haven't dug into it yet. I just I'm waiting on Netflix to to just spoon feed it. Yeah, it's just too much effort. But you know, it's it's always are there, is there going to be more? You know, as they get to like trial, is that how they make a deal with him? Like tell us who the other thirty victims are. Uh, the apparently the evidence is pretty compelling. I don't know what it is, but apparently it's compelling, and they're still. Uh, they're still trying to make a. The lawyer's going to try to get him off of it. I mean, that's what they do. I mean, that's what they try to do. Yeah. Uh, you know, you, you need uh, Keanu Reeves and the Devil's Advocate here for this one. Is this going to be? Could it be like an OJ? Could this be the trial that we watch? The next Amber Heard? Uh, you know, I think it's going to be more like the. Uh, what was that dude down in South Carolina that murdered his wife or whatever? I don't know. Matt Murdall. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's going to be like that. That guy. Yeah, that was pretty popular. I think everybody over the age of 45 was like glued to, you know, whatever court TV drama they watched. They were they were dialed in. They had to get the recap daily. Yeah, there's nothing like the OJ trial. We, we stopped school for that. That was ridiculous. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Our, uh, our producer here is not old enough to know this, but I, I don't know if you would believe it or not, but... There was a trial they put on TV for over a year. Yeah. Every single day, you got to watch it live. And when it went to a verdict, we were in middle school, I believe, and they pulled us out of class and pulled us into the cafeteria so we could see the verdict if O.J. Simpson was guilty or not guilty. Did you ever like watch the Adnan like Sied trial? You guys know about that? No. Mm-mm. Like the serial podcast. I don't listen to the serial podcast. We make podcasts. We're not good consumers of podcasts, but that's like the biggest case of all time. Mm. Wow! 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 Do you do you listen to other podcasts? I do. Do you have some favorites? I do. It's you don't um, wanna, you don't want to mention it here. That's too personal. A revisionist history mm. by Malcolm Gladwell, my favorite author. Okay, I could see that. What so? What is that podcast like? Um. So it sounds pretty boring, but he actually does one. This is your chance to make it sound not boring. All right. He does one on French fries. I like French fries. I think that's intriguing right there, just saying that he does it on French fries. There was a guy that 
made a quest to get rid of animal fat and frying french fries. And the process that they go through, like the stuff's flammable, the stuff they're trying to replace it with. Um, it's not stable. It's chemicals where, where it could be worse for us. And I don't want to know all that. Yeah. 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 I got no stuff's terrible. We live in America. Everything that we're allowed to eat, you can't eat in like Europe. I should have just stopped with French fries. Yeah. So I, just, I should have just said it's just about French yeah, fries. Yeah. Now I'm like, I don't want to be told. Like, I don't, I eat pretty healthy, you know, Mongo. I, I take care of myself. But like, I like a good fry. Like, you know, I got, I got the young in here with me when we depart. You know, he, he might hit me like, we should go to cookout. Yeah. We should go get some, you know, cheese fries. But, you know, the um, the TV service that we use that we're not allowed to talk about, but the ability for us to consume everything entertainment. Some of the feeds I get are Canadian. Okay. And one of the worst things about this is you will see a commercial for Burger King, for example. Yeah. And they'll have their, um, they have a... A butter burger, butter chicken. Does a Mountie come in to order it? I mean, they have butter poutine. How Canadian can you get? Yeah. But that's there. And I was like looking it up. I'm like, what is butter sauce in Canada? It's this whole thing. And, you know, they they have a Tim Hortons right down the road from our house. They don't have the crap they show up there. Justin Bieber's not showing up to my Tim Hortons. You know, it happens up there all the time, apparently. Just saying. So I get a little upset about that, but... I can see us stopping to still consume French fries, regardless of the warning from Malcolm Gladwell. Yeah, yeah, no, it's not a warning on fries. It's the that the old fries were better. That's the argument he oh, makes. Like GMO potatoes, is that what it comes down to? No, just animal fat. Animal fat. That's what they they fried them in animal fat. People loved them. Hmm. And so over- there's a restaurant that we love. Shout out to the Peddler in Huntington, West Virginia, at Pullman Square. Uh, they fry all their French fries in duck fat. Nice. And they yeah. are nice. They are. They, they are, are good. Yeah. Very nice. Their beer's not bad either. They do. They, did you ever get the Brondo? No. You no, know what it but is? I love the name. Yeah, I know the name. Do you know what the beer is? No. It literally is a Gatorade infused beer. <laughs> uh, <coughs> no. But uh, so I. not only is it a clever name, but a Gatorade beer would that not be the cure for the hangover for those out there suffering from hangovers? You could. You're getting hydrated and drunk at the same time. I mean, they're playing with fire here. They could change the world. I don't know if that's changing the world for the better. If you can be, you could be drunk all the time. How could <laughs> things not get better? Like, you know, I, I don't have a rebuttal at this point. Yeah. All right. I need to go back to my news. Wait, wait, wait. Oh. Study show. <laughs> Studies show drunk drivers don't get hurt. It's the other people. So if everybody's drunk, we're all good. Why is that? Because they're loose and limber. <laughs> so they they don't cinch up. They don't they realize don't cinch up and, they don't realize they're about ready to hit a brick wall. No. <laughs> uh, uh, all right. This was interesting. Did you hear? There's an there's a new pandemic um, in Houston. I did hear about this one. This. Uh, there is a uh, enough to make the news. I don't know what what amount that would contribute to, but uh, syphilis is on the rise in the Houston area. So for all our Houston listeners, um, be careful out there. We're gonna have to break out some you know nineteen eighties raps about you know how to wrap it up. Penicillin, penicillin would work. Yeah, but, uh, but you know how it is. 
We take so many antibiotics, they don't work like they used to. No, this could be... That's what this is. It's super syphilis Super now. syphilis. You can't just take antibiotics, or it wouldn't have made the news. I played poker. Oh, no. I played poker, and a guy came over, and I, I'm not kidding. I think he <laughs> might... I think he might have made a trip or two to Houston. I, I mean, why would you say that about him? He had sores all over him. Oh. I was like, guys, what do you think this is? <laughs> and, I, and I'm and i like, mm. And he's from Texas? I just said it. Oh. No, he's from here, but I he's just, just said making the He made a connecting flight in Houston, probably. Maybe. Something. He made a connecting flight in Houston. <laughs> Hi-oh. <laughs> I see what you did there. Yeah. Oh, Lord. They're going to fire us from the show. Yep. Man, that was terrible. But uh, you know what? I, 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 I learned something. I laughed a little bit. I've had a good time. It's been a good night. You know, we, we did originally have um, an interview booked. And we have a bunch of interview booked, uh, interviews booked, plural. And I'm, I'm going to get to that. But uh, we had a sports psychologist that was uh, going to come on. But he's in the UK. We're going to try to get him another time. But, you know, I didn't realize five hours, you know, Sorry for me to ask that you, you know, stay up till 1 a.m. just to talk to us here on the East Coast. Priorities, man. He didn't take that very well. No. I was like, you kidding? Two o'clock? I'm, I want to go to the grocery store. Yeah. I don't have time for that. I, I got a nap right around there. <laughs> I'm not going to be focused. You know, uh, you know, it's fine. It's fine. But anyway, I was interested in speaking with him because he is a sports psychologist in the U.K., Deals with referees specifically. I was going to ask him just for advice on what you would tell some, you know, American officials. But could you imagine, like, what the uh, referees in soccer matches go through over there? Uh, it's got to be terrible. Enough to where this guy has a career. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I rem- I'm, let's, uh, let's go. I'm just going to go back to high school. Um, <laughs> oh, it was a no. high school soccer game. There are... There are no fans in the stands. Just being real about it. We're in West Virginia soccer, late 90s. So there's no fans in the stands. And we're just trolling the refs all the way up and down the field. All the way up and down. They can hear nothing but us. So I can't imagine what even they go through. Well, I mean, that's just you guys being little dick kids. Yeah. You know, but soccer hooligans have a reputation. They do. And, and I can imagine that that is not – they would have to pay those guys a lot of money. I would imagine. Uh, You're not doing that for the love of the game. N- no, no. They've got to well, they, be getting paid pretty right, well. Then again, soccer fans are kind of crazy. I mean, yeah. what better seats could you have than be the ref? Mm. How much do you think gambling's a factor in that? And if you had to guess, like a percentage <laughs> – of gambling, how much is involved in sports? What do you think? A percentage of what? A percentage of how many like officials? How much, ga- how much? Oh, how many officials are, are influenced by gambling? Ten percent. Ten percent. Ten percent. Is it enough to really change the sport? Um, I think on lower levels, it it's more prominent. Yeah, because now you can bet on anything. But like now, it'd be like a Division three, you know, basketball game. Like yeah. that official might be crooked. Have you ever looked at what? Uh, <laughs> What you can bet on in the middle of the night. Um, Tim Donaghy, uh, you know, that was a big deal, right? Like, yeah. that's what kind of blew all this off. But no, how much can you, like, you talking about just in the middle of a game type thing? No, in the, yeah, like in the middle of the night, what random sports oh. 
Well, yeah. if Biggie was here, he could tell you all of them. Oh, yeah, he could. Like, I know cricket in India is off the chain with, like, DraftKings right now. Oh, yeah. All about it. Yeah. And then uh, Turkish badminton. That is good. But the problem is ESPN had all their cutbacks, so we lost the Ocho. So now you're not going to be able to watch it live. You just have to hope. It's You know what it's turned into? It's turned into fake sports. It's not even anything happening. They're just telling you this is happening in another country, and you're betting on it anyway. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you, and you will never, ever be able to find that sport when you go to look it up after your addicted purchase uh, in the middle it, of the night. It, so this is our reminder. If you're betting on a sport that you've never actually watched, you know, probably should stop. Yeah. You need to call 1-800-GAMBLER. Yeah. Or, or something. Ooh, Korean pickleball. Yeah. <laughs> I bet that's fire, though. Yeah, it is. You know it is. You know, they had the uh, home run derby and the all-star game and all that stuff last week. Have you ever seen in Korean baseball? I think it's Korea. They do the bunt derby. No. They put these tarps down in the infield and they throw pitches and these dudes are laying bunts down like it's a bullseye. Really? Oh, yeah. How far out is the bullseye? I mean, it's, I don't know, maybe halfway down the line to third and first. And you're... Get so many balls, you drop it on the bullseye there to see how many points you get. It's like a dartboard. I got to feel like a bunt is probably easier to be accurate than swinging all out. My only thing is if they if they have uh, like their own guy they pick to throw pitches to them, that's not fair. You know, we should have like Randy Johnson up there throwing sliders and seeing if they can bunt that. That would be more fun. But that's right. I can't get excited about a bunt derby. Uh, chicks dig the long ball. We know it. It is the way it is. Yeah. But I, I don't know. I just felt compelled from Korea somehow to mention they have a bunt yeah. derby. Uh, is there anything we haven't covered today? I, I know we got uh, the guest I want to get to. I ain't got. I think. I, I think I'm done. Everything else was Biggie and uh, Mr. Brown's notes, and they're not here to talk about it. But I think uh, the drive Biggie and his family make to North Dakota is like 20 hours. That's that's ridiculous. What's the longest trip you've ever spent in the car? Mm, okay, probably to past Tampa from here. So oh, that's that's still hot. Like Thirteen yeah. hours. Yeah, that's pretty far. Yeah, yeah. Did make the. I've only made the strip the trip straight in one day once. Mm. Uh, most of the time, I break it up into two days. So that's it. We spent a lot of time in the car last summer, but we broke it up in like five hour drives and. Did something, spend the night, and did, so that wasn't so bad. What's yours? What's your longest drive? Longest drive? Nonstop? Uh, I'll, tell you, I'll tell you the one that felt the longest, but I think my longest one is probably from here to, just here to, probably like nine hours. Yeah. You know, like here to Myrtle Beach or something. Yeah. You know, that's about it. Uh, yeah, I guess I've always been too old to drive farther, and I get cranky, and we stop. But one time, I was driving a five-hour trip, and this is after I was at a job where I worked overnights at the time. And, you know, you maximize your time off. So when you get off work, instead of going to sleep like normal at like 6 a.m., no, 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 I'm going to stay up. I'm going to maximize the day. Well, we lived about four hours away from Ocean City, Maryland. So I was like, well, it's about like 9 o'clock. I said, let's go to the beach. This is before my daughter was born. My son was just two. We go over there. Have a great time, but here's the thing. We don't leave till like 10 a.m. Then we kind of get stuck on the Chesapeake Bay Bridge and some traffic. 
And then we get over to Ocean City and there's no vacancy anywhere. I cannot find a place to stay. And the sleep deprivation starts kicking in. Are you seeing things? I'm seeing things. I'm angry. I'm mad at everybody. I'm mad at everything. I just want to go to sleep. And we have to find a hotel. And there's no place in Ocean City. We end up having to drive back 20 minutes to Salisbury, Maryland. And that that drive back to Salisbury, just staring at the road and getting there. And and then I was hungry. We were starving. We get there. We order a pizza. I go into the hotel and I hit the bed and I'm out in 30 seconds. Like my, my soul was trying to leave its body. Like it was just like, just die already. But, uh, longest 20 minutes of your life. My God, it was the best sleep I ever had, you know, cause there was no restless sleep. I immediately hit REM sleep within like five seconds. <laughs> like, you know what that feels like? It's amazing. But, uh, I was a psychopath in the car before though. I, I shouldn't have been driving. I would have failed a field sobriety test from being sleep deprived. It was that bad. The longest, the one that's felt like the longest to me is I was a, I was basically a kid and I rear ended a car at a toll booth in Chicago. It ended up, <laughs> and I had a buddy with me. And on the way back, every time we'd stop, he kept sticking brush in the holes of the car. Like when I'd go in to use the bathroom, I'd come out to be a tree branch sticking out of the car. What's wrong with this guy? Yeah. Yeah. I had a, I had a cell phone at the time. It had roaming minutes. Ooh. Kids don't know what nights roaming and, minutes Nights are. and weekends? Yeah. You, you after wanna, nine or after seven? Uh, yeah, I think it was it was in Telos. Ooh, so this still might have been nine. Yeah, it could have been later. Mm. You yeah. only got what you? Ha- how many minutes did you have? Oh, like five hundred. Five hundred minutes, and that was a pricey five. And this is and look, there wasn't no texting yet. No, that wasn't a thing. No, so it's not like oh, we'll just text a bunch and save on minutes. You had to be making them phone calls. Oh yeah, it's yeah. The way to do it. No screens. No caller screens. No. It looked like a Game Boy Advance screen. It was yeah. green. Not even Advance. OG Game Boy. I bet you, you want to talk about kids that don't know how to use a rotary phone. I bet more of them probably <laughs> don't know what roaming minutes are. Uh, yeah, I've taken my kids to the thrift shop and had them try to use the rotary phone. And yeah. it's, it's funny to watch. Uh, but yeah, I don't think they understand. Or what about just texting on the numbers? Oh, yeah. Yeah, using the... Three, three, three. Just no touch screen. Just no touch screen. Maybe, maybe the worst part is when you had the screen that looked like it would be a touch screen, but it wasn't. No. (laughs) Or just the the original color screens. Or how about we get them a Motorola Razor? Yeah, that was the thing. Those were the. Do you know what that is, Eddie? What? Motorola Razor. Yes or no? No. See, this is fantastic. Yeah. It's not like the like skateboard thingy. Exactly. It was a it was a scooter, the Razor. <laughs> Nokia bar phone. Do you know what a Nokia bar yeah, phone is? It's okay. literally just like a murder weapon because it's unbreakable. It's a it's a murder weapon from Clue. <laughs> it was Professor Plum killed Miss Scarlet with with the Nokia. <laughs> Dude, I went to Mexico one time to help these people in an orphanage. I'm a good mm-hmm. guy. I do things sometimes, but we did that. And not only uh, did I go to Mexico, I got to tear down a playground equipment set in Tom Landry's hometown. So that was fun. There's a big, big mural of Tom Landry. Was it Uh, supposed to be torn down? Yes, I did not. We were taking it to the orphanage. You really Um, disliked Tom Landry's playground. Yeah, we're like, we're taking this across the border. You'll never see it again. It's the cartel's playground now. It's ours now, bitch. Where's Netflix? I hope that Netflix needs to listen to that. That's a pitch right there. There it is. But no, what happened, and I'm sorry if I'm insensitively rubbing my hands, I just now realized I could be being picked up on the microphone. 
I was like menacingly doing the Mr. Burns or something. But anyway, this town, Reynosa, Mexico, across the border from uh, McAllen or Brownsville down that way. Yeah. So <laughs> it's a city. It's got like half a million people in it. It's huge. But anyway, uh, the I don't know how true this is. It's just local lore. So they were talking about the economy there. The reason why there's so many people, they were picking up trash with like donkeys and carts and stuff. It was cool. It was like 99 maybe. Though. Yeah. So this is yeah. a while back. Like before cars. Yeah. However, being in Mexico for that long and not driving, it made me miss driving inherently bad. Like I, I wanted to go drive. But anyway. Was it weird to drive when you finally did again? No, it felt great. In my 1988 Mercury Cougar. 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 That thing, that thing probably like two tons. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I think I got it off a woman named Helen. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, the old story about Nokia and Reynosa, I'm bridging it back here together. There was a cell phone factory that Nokia put there, and they had 10,000 jobs coming. Nice. So 10,000 families moved there. Nice. And not all the people in the family got a job there. No. So then they're all just there, and it like tripled their city population. And then more people moved in hopes of getting a job there, but there weren't enough jobs to go around. They just stayed. Hmm. But that's uh, a real bad cartel area right there on that border spot. So so we're talking roaming minutes. Mm, yeah, it would be, unless you uh, told your carrier before he was international. Yeah, yeah. We're talking roaming minutes, and I'm, I'm uh, within <laughs> six hours from home, roaming minutes. In Chicago. In Chicago. Um, so he's... <laughs> I hope the listeners are following this story because I'm having fun. All right. We're driving down the road. Toll booth. Toll booth. Hit the car. He's stuffing stuff in. So we're on the way back and he's talking for like an hour. He grabbed my phone and asked if he could use it. Oh, no. I didn't want to be rude. <laughs> he's talking for like an hour. So this is basically and, like making a collect call. Yeah. If you might know what that is. Yeah. So eventually I just roll down the window and... It, Every couple seconds, I throw a quarter out. I think at that time, maybe roaming minutes were 25 cents a minute, <laughs> something like that. He's like, what are you doing? I said, every every minute, this is what you're doing to me. <laughs> so with, between that and him stuffing branches in the car the whole way home, it was a long drive. Did you murder this person? No. Okay. No. <laughs> Just didn't want to see him off for a while. I, I don't blame you there. I could see him throwing the quarters away. You're making a mistake. You're talking to me all wrong. Yeah. <laughs> Do a little Christopher Walken or something. It's crazy. There you go. Wow. <laughs> Can you dance like you did in that Fat Boy, I fat boy I Slim? Yeah, fat Boy Slim video. I wish I could. What was that? What was that song called? That dude is smooth. Christopher Walken. Yeah. He is a legend. He is. That's He's like the Mel Betty White. <laughs> hmm. That's fair. I don't know. That might be right. He's in as much stuff. Yeah. You know what's great is he never has to be like the star of the movie, but he's in so many things. He's a, him he's and, the star of the movie that he's it's him playing and, a cameo. It's in. him and Samuel L. Jackson. Yeah. They're they're the two goats. They're everywhere. They're in everything. But all right, so let's let's cap off the show here. I just want to mention for those listening, you know, we've said last week on the show. We got a lot of the IT issues fixed in the man cave. So we've been lining up guests and we went ahead and kicked open the website again. You can go to WDKSports.us. 
and you got an opportunity. You can leave us a voicemail. We'll play it live on the air. You can see all the episodes on there. We even have all our guest bios up. So maybe if you want to go see us talk to former NFL All-Pro John Abraham, you can go find that. Maybe you want to go see us with the interview with uh, Perfect Game thrower Tom Browning. You know, you could go find it there. And then we have our nearly 200 episodes cataloged as well. So pretty excited about it. Uh, but uh, the voicemail thing, I'm a little nervous. You never know what people are going to say, but I'm kind of committed to just playing it on the air if they do it. Think that's wise? Well, let's see what happens. <laughs> let's do it live. We'll do it live. We said we would. Yeah. So I, I'm looking. And that's the other thing. We're hoping to get maybe to a video simulcast soon so that way you can see our ugly mugs and all the stupid things we do. But, you know, we had the, the guy we missed out on today because of the time frame stuff. Um, but we have... Uh, you know, our Red Sox uh, reporter and podcaster coming in on August uh, 3rd. We got this huge sports guy and bourbon fan out of Louisville. So uh, a connoisseur of the, the manly things in life. Max Kane. What a name, Max Kane. That sounds that sounds like, like ready. Somebody I want to talk to. Take on the world. Yeah. We got uh, Mike McCartney, uh, Kurt Warner's agent, director of personnel for the Eagles. You know, that excited about that. That's a big name. Kevin Guti, he's a stand-up comic. Uh, he's got some stuff on YouTube, pretty funny. Uh, always excited to talk about. I mean, just some people throwing out there. Phil Barth, friend of the show, come back on and talk about the Browns. Um, Mitch Bernstein coming on for the Mitch Bernstein podcast. And then, uh, you know, we're efforting some bigger names as well. So, you know, it's it's uh, nice to get back in the flow and, and bring the show back to the people and let them be part of it. We've had some great times talking to fans and super fans and just guests on the show from around the country. Uh, I, I loved our Detroit Lion fans that came on. That's still one of my favorite episodes ever. Uh, so we're looking to get uh, into more things like that. So hopefully, you know, everybody's uh, out there listening. Don't hesitate to come on the show. We're not trying to argue you or put you on the spot. We just want you to add. Add some flavor. Add some color, if you will. Uh, but uh, you never know what to, what you're going to get, though. You ever listen to the Lions episode? Yeah. That was a good one. Yeah. One of them was Canadian, though. You know. I mean. Those Canadians. <laughs> they're still burning the world down. They are. When's they that going to stop? I don't know. I- Enough about blaming Canada. It is what it is. But... I'm excited we got a chance to hang out here a little bit. I want to wrap up with this little piece of trivia. I don't know if you, you can recall this or not, but I feel like when we were younger, the story goes, um, if you wanted to get into the adult entertainment industry or a stripper or whatever, do you know how you, would, you were supposed to come up with your name? No. It was supposed to be the street you grew up on and the name of your first pet. So you can and you can kind of tweak it the way you want. And then if you if you live on like a numerical street, then you just go to like the city. And if your city's where you can go to the camp. So you can elevate it different ways. So um, you know, just to give somebody something fun to end with, I have no idea what it would be. What would your uh name be? Nitro Zoe. Because we don't want to go with 39th Zoe. Zoe. Yeah. That's Zoe. That's my first pet. Nitro Zoe. That's what you said. Like street you live on and name of your first Zoe pet. Zoe Nitro? Maybe do it that Zoe way. Nitro. But now, I'd be a chick. Too. All right, so you can't do a chick. Did you ever have a, what was the first male pet you had? Mm, that, that was that was the first male pet. <laughs> You're, it was Zoe? <laughs> All right. So, Zoe. So Noah, my, my oldest son. Wait, no. Okay, Noah's your son now. <laughs> so you named him after your pet? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Priorities. 
What was this pet? <laughs> I, I told like, you earlier in the show. We're, I, I can't remember. Yeah, we're going to... We'll, we'll ask about the kids, but not about the pets, because <laughs> I don't want to go to a place. You're that, right. I'm sorry. Yeah. I didn't mean to bring up a, a bad memory. All right, so I'll give you mine. The first, um, first dog I had was Cuddles. So we're not going with Cuddles, because Cuddles was a girl. And I grew up on Corey Drive, so I'm not going to be like Cuddles, Corey, or Corey Cuddles. That's so bad. Because the next dog I had had a much more badass name. Its name was Hambone. Wow. So I would have been Corey Hambone. But that's like, you have to have like a stripper name. Cuddles Cor- works. I'm not being Cuddles. You're Cuddles. Corey Cuddles. Corey Cuddles. I don't have any good ones. You stop talking. You're producing. <laughs> Man. Like, you didn't have, if you had a dog I named- dated somebody that had a Batman. A, a what? Batman. Nitro Batman. They had a Batman. Dog named Batman. Oh. That's interesting. <laughs> you should have had a dog named Spike or something. Spike Nitro would have been fantastic. Spike. Nitro. See, you, you hit a home run with Nitro. Yeah. Couldn't yeah. capitalize on it, though. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't want to bring it up again. That's too sad. <laughs> <laughs> but I've learned so much tonight. Oh. Uh, yeah. Lucky could go with that one too. Nitro Lucky. Lucky Nitro. Lucky Nitro. I like that one. You're about to get Lucky Nitro. Yeah. (laughs) I don't like the way you're looking at me. Oh, one of the guys I got booked for the show used to be the uh, social media manager for former wrestler Buff Bagwell. You remember him? No. You know who Buff Bagwell is? Do not. Anyway, after wrestling didn't work out for him, he became a gigolo in Las Vegas. Oh. <laughs> and he was on the Showtime show, Gigolos. Really? And there was some controversy over his social media. And we have the guy coming on that created it. His social media. <laughs> yeah, because Buff Bagwell wasn't the one using it. Yeah. He was. Yeah. It's going to be good times. That, that sounds like fun. So that's what everybody's got to look forward to. So, you know, we, we got the guests coming back. Uh, I think Biggie's out next week still. We have our fantasy football draft coming up soon. That's always a big deal. That's a party of the summer. So if you're in the uh, Charleston, West Virginia area, late August, you know, we'll, we'll show you a good time. Maybe a long time, too. It just depends on how quick you can get up off the pavement sometimes. It's a holiday. It is. Like, I sacrificed my career to show up to this. Like, I can't, I'm not supposed to be off that day no matter what. And I always have to lie and say it's a wedding. I mean, there are people who have been in this thing for 20 years. 20 years. Who come across the country. To be there. I mean, and there, well, the amazing thing is there's other people. You know what I mean? Like, not even involved here. Yeah. Like, there's a waiting list to get in. So, I'm excited. Always a good time of the year. Uh, summer's wrapping up. I was at Walmart today, and they had back-to-school crap out. Mm, it's almost back-to-school time. It's not all. It's already out. Yeah. They're saying it is. It wouldn't be out if it wasn't time. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think my kids go back in three weeks. August 17th. What the hell is that about? I don't know. I feel like it it ends about the same time and they go back earlier. It doesn't make sense to me. It's so stupid. But they cancel school during the winter for like cold days. And I know. Yeah. It's for cold, cold out today. It's yeah. cold. They're canceling school. Yeah. Yeah. Not snow, not ice. Nope, just cold. Cold. It's cold today. I'll tell you what. You want to talk about when men were men. Bus drivers, you know, in the past in West Virginia on these back roads. 
Snow day my ass. It is a should it really be a thing though if you if you go back to that time. Should you be going to school if the bus driver has to put chains on their tires to get you there? No, but like that's what it came down to is like if the kid at the worst place on the bus route couldn't make it, then we have a chance. You know what I mean? But if that bus throws the chains on and makes it up the holler, it's it's a it's a bad day for everybody. This bus only goes one way. Especially it really does. Especially Whenever you would get to school and then like early dismissal because of, you know what? Snow. Yeah. Like you couldn't have called that already there, Captain Einstein. Yeah. 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 I swear to God, someone should write a letter. Somebody should do something this about is, this. This is BS. Uh, I don't have enough information. Write your local it. senator. <laughs> write your, you know what? Just write the president. <laughs> it's, it's fine. We'll fix this problem one day. Well, that's, that's going to about do it from here. Hopefully we didn't uh, ruin all the listeners. But you know, we'll be back next week, full force. Mr. Brown will be back. And if you're not following America's pastime for the love of baseball, didn't have an autograph giveaway this weekend because he was out. But if uh, you're into all of the former uh, love the baseball players are showing in that group, communicating with everyone and sending the autographs that we're able to share out with the masses, make sure you check it out. Make sure you subscribe wherever you get your podcast. You can go over to the website at wdksports.us. You can see all the episodes there. All our social media links are there. And you can even uh, say you want to come on the show. We give you a registry for the guest, and we have the voicemail. So we'd love to hear from you guys. And if you have a good take, send it to us. If it doesn't suck, we'll read it on the air. But uh, that's all I got. I'm out of breath. You got anything to add, Mongo? That's all I got. All right. Have a good weekend, everyone. We'll see you next week. Stay safe out there and use some sunscreen. My God, it's been hot. Bye-bye.